0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Bullpen. All right, in The Bullpen today, we have Kira Davis, host of Just Listen To Yourself podcast and editor at large for Red State. We're gonna chop it up about racism in our school system. We're primarily focusing on K through 12 education. Uh, That conversation may go beyond that, but that's at least the genesis. Uh, Ms. Davis, thank you for being on the show. How are you?
1: I am great. Merry Christmas and thank you for having me on the show. Merry
0: Christmas back to you. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about racism inside of our school systems throughout the country. So if you would, give us your sentiment and then we'll get into it.
1: Yeah, well, I've long held that uh, our, our public schooling system is is very broken and that it's a great example of systemic racism. I think we both agree that I think we both agree that there is a, a a school to prison pipeline that is aimed feels like it's aimed directly at black youth particularly young black men. So I started my journey into education as the director of an after-school program in Gary, Indiana in the uh, mid-2000s and it really opened my eyes to a lot of the challenges. We have specific challenges we have in the black community when it comes to uh, schooling. And I don't know that I think racism is as blatant as other people do. I think it's systemic, which can often appear as other things. So that's really where I stand on it.
0: You know, my dear sister, I gotta tell you, I thought this was going to be more of a debate, but this may be more (laughs) of a discussion about similarities and maybe some nuance as far as solution, okay? (laughs) Um, so, uh, I was adopted by a school teacher and that school teacher, she is still a school teacher today. I just got off the phone with her about three hours ago. Right. Uh, the issue is systemic. I agree with you hundred percent. Now let me make a statement. I want to know how you feel about this statement. You know, when people say a school is bad, right? This is a bad school. And, and we, we have generalized the conversation around good school, bad school, good school, bad school. I say that really there's no such thing as a bad school. Schools are typically a reflection of the socioeconomic environment that surrounds the institution. A hundred percent. Okay, you agree. So follow me on this track, all right? Okay. One of the systemic failures of our remedy phase of trying to make sure we have corrective measures in these school systems is the lack of holistic communication And a deconstructing of harmful models between school system and the local government or the surrounding community. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would put emphasis on the surrounding community. And I think that this is an issue of and I think this might be where we we might disagree on solutions, because I do think that part of the issue of systemic racism here is how we fund the schools, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. if you put a school in a poor neighborhood, that tax base is going to be low. And isn't it interesting now that we force our kids into the the districts based on their zip codes? And oh, by the way, Black people are some of the poorest and most economically disadvantaged people in the nation. And we have been since the start of this nation when we were taken here against our will. So the whole system from the start is set up on faulty ground. And so I don't think that schools do, or, or I should say the system does enough to communicate with parents and the people in the communities about what they need and the challenges that they have. This is why I, this is what really moved me when I started getting into education. You know, parents and grandparents, I lived in a community where there were a lot of grandparents raising their kids. And a lot of grandparents who had, you know, sixth grade, fifth grade educations they didn't know how to advocate for themselves or their students within the public within the public school system. They were really victims of a system that was set up not to listen to them and not to give them success in the first place. So I was somebody who would go in and advocate for them and and talk about uh, what solutions they could have for their children. But I found nine times out of ten. Their concerns were dismissed it was always well we just don't have enough money or we just don't have the infrastructure i mean i'm talking years and years ago i'm talking like 20 years ago this isn't like five years ago so this is something that has been going on for a long time we definitely agree there
0: yeah so let's talk about the the racism that that's actually racism not systemic but racism in the school system when we talk about systemic we're talking about institutions processes protocol, things like that, because they impact outcome and you don't need to be racist in order to be part of systemic racism. As a matter of fact, that's usually how it permeates individuals who are unaware of their bias continue to um, to engage in ways that create unequal outcomes because they're not aware of their own implicit bias. But let me ask you about the rise of black children committing suicide in the United States of America. Um, A recent study came out that did Um, a survey set from 2018 until now showing that the fastest growing group of suicides in America are black children under 13. We've covered some of them on this show, Mackenzie uh, Adams and some others, uh, who a nine-year-old girl committed suicide because of racism in the school. But it wasn't just racist bullying. Racist bullying happens. That's a real thing. According to all of the reports connected to these suicides that we've covered on Indisputable. It was also the inaction of the administrators who refused to provide an appropriate remedy to protect that child in that situation. What are your thoughts about that and and the increase of it in our school systems?
1: Well, as a parent, I definitely find that to be uh, heartbreaking. Um, I don't think it's helping that over the last year, year and a half, we've kept kids out of school when a lot of kids really depend on school for social interaction and maybe getting out of home situations that aren't that great. But the other thing is that the stress on children is very real. And I don't think we have the apparatus in the public school system to deal with this. As you said, there are cases where the administration was ignoring kids. I'm, I'm an example of this, to be honest. This is how I grew up. I faced a lot of racism as a child growing up in an all-white area. I was called the N-word first day of school at six years old and heard it basically every day. This was in the 90s, different place, different time. And when my mother and I would go to the administration, the answer was always like, look, if we don't see it, we can't do anything about it. You know, it might be different these days to a certain extent, but so I understand. But
0: it's not, but sister,
1: it's not different according to the stories we've covered on Indisputable. This then this is this is a grossly systemic failure. But I also know that um, one of the things I did have that was helpful was a support system outside of school that allowed me to learn how to cope. And I think part of our issue here is that we're not giving black children the skills to cope with the realities of the world that they're dealing with in the world that we're living in. Again, I would think that this is a systemic excuse me systemic failure. Um, but I mean, it's so much more nuanced than that, isn't it? I mean, if this goes back to I would, why didn't why didn't I choose the route of suicide? Well, I had a family structure that was set up to give me a safe place to go. I yeah. had a faith that that really instilled in me the value of my created being. You know, there are things that I feel like we're losing in our communities that are going to be be vital to giving our kids the skills they need to deal with all of the crap that comes with- Ms. Davis, let me say something to that
0: because I don't necessarily disagree with you. God bless you. You had a support system. You had a mechanism in place that could provide some assistance, some guidance, some wisdom uh, in whatever you were going through. Now, that's outside of the realm of policy and government. In Mm -hmm. this realm, because the government takes my money The government takes your money. There are some things that the government cannot correct. There are some things that the government cannot create a policy and fix, but there are some things it can. So we can talk about the ethics and the family unit and family structure. Great. That's a fine discussion. But when we're talking about policy, government has no control over if somebody wants to stay in a family unit or not. They're grown, if they wanna leave, they can leave. If they get divorced, there's a legal divorce process. That's not something that policy will solve, but policy can, however, solve the issue of having an appropriate protocol in place when there's racial bullying. You know why? Because when white students were being bullied in the United States of America, they got with Dr. Phil, Oprah, celebrities, entertainers. They had a massive, anti-bullying campaign in this country that connected to actual school board policy, and those policies were implemented into administrative law. And guess what happened in this country? Bullying went down significantly while racial bullying started to increase. We have failed to do what we did for white students being bullied. We have failed to do that
1: for our black children. This is where we might agree and disagree. So I think we both agree, but I I agree totally with you. Like we have a policy issue, no doubt. I think the solution is releasing parents and students from schools that force them to stay in these systems that take years. And I mean, the solutions you're talking about took years, took years to get to, and our children don't have years. This is why I'm a big advocate of funding students, not systems. Give black parents the chance, the opportunity to say, you know what? This school is failing. This school has absolutely no interest in saving my child. This school has absolutely no interest in looking into our lives and seeing the challenges that my young black son has. Let me take that money and put him in a school where black children are valued, where black children are accepted, where black children do excel because they're looked at as valuable members of society and not just another statistic in the classroom.
0: You know the formula has to be just right so i'm going to read some some data to you uh that's based on the school choice and the voucher system program all right so this is what we know this is what we've been able to collect um so two years after the program all right is implemented typically this is an average a student who started at the 53rd percentile actually dropped on average to around the 37th percentile primarily in math by and large those negative effects persisted throughout a four year period for math and science. In Indiana, specifically students in their voucher program for school choice saw initial dips in math that persisted for four years. An earlier version found the same exact evidence. An Ohio study showed that after three years into the program, the negative impact of students who enrolled into these other schools, they started to fail based on the academic rigor of the program here's here's the disconnect and i understand what you're saying because i actually think choice is good but the disconnect is this you take a student you give them a voucher you tell them go to this particular school and if that particular school is still engaged in systemic racism if that particular school, they don't understand- the You dynamic- don't tell
1: them to go to the school. The parent yeah. chooses well, well, the school. Well, true, they do.
0: The, the parent can choose it. But so if the that parent school- can
1: decide if the school is meeting the kid's needs or not. Hear me out. It's hear not an out, issue sister. of an administrator telling them.
0: Hear me out, sister. If that institute-
1: but I just want you to frame what school choice is I- I'm correctly going to frame so it the way I
0: choose to frame it, madam. Debate
1: you it correctly.
0: You don't get to tell me how to frame anything here. <laughs> I'm not trying to
1: tell you what to do. All right. I'm just trying so to a, establish a base for us to work from.
0: A student goes to an institution because they think this institution is going to be the great Hail Mary, it's going to be the great savior for well, the maybe academic. they
1: just think it's going to be better. Not a Hail Mary, but better.
0: Okay. According to the data, you're wrong.
1: I'm, I'm not wrong. And actually, the okay. data.
0: Cite the data to back to me.
1: Realize, you will the the tell me. me what districts this, these data are
0: from. Louisiana, the, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cite it to you. How does Louisiana. It Madam, to I'm going to cite it to you. You me a
1: question. School. Right. But we're not arguing about...
0: Madam, you asked me where's the data coming from, what district asking
1: for the same thing, that
0: students you. have but a you choice
1: a in their future.
0: I got you. You did pose a question to me. I'm going to answer that question. Uh, the numbers that I'm citing for you, uh, you can find this at Chalkbeat. You can also find this number at U.S. Department of Education and the Louisiana Department of Education, the Indiana School District School Board, Ohio Department of Education, and the D.C. Department of Education. That's where my numbers came
1: from. If you talk to parents, do you think parents of black students prefer to stay in the public schools? And, the, and do, do you think that they're getting the choices that they want? I'm not I, arguing I'm gonna answer that question. For, no, that, yeah, I, I will answer that. I'm arguing against public schools, actually, yeah. I'm not. What I'm arguing for is black parents being able to decide that where they live, their schools are failing them. And in ways that you and I both agree on. With in racism, in education, in feeling safe. You know, I lived in that school Let, let me answer that. My, my I lived across the street from my elementary thing. school and I drove my kids to private school every day when we lived in that. the inner city. So, so let me give I you my, my answer to your question. How we disrupt this system.
0: Right. Let me give you my answer to the question. Um, I do believe that school systems need to be more congruent to the growth and development of our children holistically is not just academics, but it's a lot involved in that. I think we have uh, we have created a structure in this country uh, where we act as if these new things like a voucher or the ability to transport to a private school solves the problem when the data says it does not solve the problem for black and brown children. There's plenty of data out there that says
1: opposite. uh, You can go to edchoice.com and find the data on there. You can go to Cal Policy Center. They have tons of data. I'm
0: talking overall data. Listen, I've done this for years.
1: I have too. I've been a school choice advocate for 20 years.
0: The data says that without the proper prerequisite training or curriculum intervention students that simply transport to another school fail on average. That's a problem.
1: Well, we have a current failure rate of Black males in public education system at almost 50%. So obviously, something different needs to be done. And my yeah, I proposition agree. Something is different just, need to be done. just need to saying that education. we fund the we students and not right. the school. We need to like focus instance, on public if, education. If school costs $20,000 a year here in California, what could you do with that $20,000 as an individual parent? I mean, we're, we're almost I, last I definitely, I understand rate. your point you know? of view. I, it's not as if I don't get
0: where you're coming from. But the data that you all have produced through School Choice does not equate to what you said the program would do. Listen, I'm out of time. We have another show coming up after mine. I will invite you back to the program, okay? Please do. Check your your schedule. See if you can get back early 2022, because I know you're going to have a great Christmas. All right. Happy New Year. (laughs) Thank you so much.